0: This is Judaism 101.9 with Rabbi Michael Katz of Elovo. Hi, a very good afternoon to you and welcome. Lovely to be with you on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon here in Joburg and, of course, on Judaism 101.9. Just exactly right now, 2.10, 10 10 past 2 on our studio clock. And, of course, coming to you live from our High FM studios here in Johannesburg. What I would like to address today in the time that we have together is the Jewish concept of chesed. Chesed, loosely translated as kindness. Kindness. What does it mean when we talk about chesed, kindness, or sometimes termed loving kindness? Um, Chesed is sometimes used as a, a euphemism for love in and of itself. What does this word chesed mean? What is it all about? And what are our Jewish obligations um, when it comes to chesed? And perhaps where does the notion of chesed, of this kindness, actually come from? I'd like to go back to and to think about, and of course it's topical because we're talking in the parsha of this week all about Avraham Avinu, about Abraham who um, confronted with a very, very dark and difficult world in his time, a world of idol worship, a world of um, immorality, and so on. Avram Avinu Abraham went beyond himself. He went, as we mentioned last week, out of that space, out of that headspace, and out of all the things that could have been termed habit or um, accidents of birth and so on. And he went into a brand new realm, a brand new place. He reached beyond himself, and there is a fundamental description of what it was that Avraham Avinu, that Abraham did, when it talks about in the Torah that he planted a tree. Now it doesn't mention the word tree; it mentions the word eshel, shell which is often translated as a tamarisk tree. That he planted a tree um, at. His abode at his, which we now know, a place, which became kind of a hotel, an oasis in a very, very difficult climate um, in Beersheba, where the crossroads um, for world traffic, I guess, from east to west, as it was known then, um, down to Egypt and across from Iran, Iraq, um, kind of passed through and converged there, possibly also coming from the north. It was a spot in a place that Abraham Avinu, that Abraham set himself up, and there planting this tree, there is a whole discussion amongst various different Torah sources and different commentators as to exactly what this A-shell was. What was the A-shell that he planted? And there are many, many suggestions, but there is something that is common to all of them. And we're going to explore that because I think that that perhaps gives us the notion of what Chesed actually is. One idea is that this tamarisk tree was planted there in order to be able to provide shade. So, um, wayfarers, passers-by, tradesmen, um, were traveling through the hot desert, and they not only had a place where they could stop for a drink, a place where they could stop and perhaps have something to eat, a place where there was some form of comfort, from the harsh environment, but they also had a tree, a big tree that probably spread its foliage, its leaves out far and wide, and therefore lots of shade. They were able to sit there in the shade, have a time to relax, have a time to be shielded from the hot sun, and there in the shade of this tamarisk tree, in the shade of this shell, they were able to cool off they were able to regain their strength. And we see there that that Abraham was not only concerned for the passers-by having something to eat, the passers-by having something to drink, and as we're told, that he made sure that he got them to recognize um, the God who had created the stuff that he gave them and When they wanted to thank him, he said, no, thank the almighty, thank the one above for having provided us with these things in the first place. But he went beyond and going beyond into the realm of beyond himself, beyond what was required, beyond what was necessary. He even provided more than that. He was concerned that it should be shady. He was concerned that people should be able to sit a little bit longer, tarry a little while before they set off. ...on their journeys, and so he made sure that there was the cool shade of this big and beautiful tree that they were able to sit under and to regain their strength in order to be able to move on. There are others who tell us that, in fact, it wasn't just one tree that he planted, but the idea of him planting a shell is a euphemism for orchards, that, in fact, he planted orchards, they say, of different fruit trees of different tastes, of different flavors, of different things, different items. So you could imagine that there was citrus and there were all sorts of other kinds of fruits in order to be able to give people something that is probably in the realm more of delicacies than the necessary because um, you could have provided and he could quite easily have gotten away with and we would have still thought that he was a hero if he had provided them With bread and water. Wow, wonderful. People passing by need something to fill their stomachs. They need some provisions of liquid in order to make sure that they're not parched and dehydrated from their arduous journey. But he provided them with more than that, he gave them different fruits. And the different fruits that he grew in those orchards were kind of delicacies. It was above and beyond. It was above what was ordinarily required. It was above what one would have or could have expected, a kind of a um, one-stop shop on the way north, south, east, or west in the heart of um, the desert in Israel um, that Avram Avinu was able to provide. He went beyond And he gave and he planted these orchards of different fruits so that they were able to have, according to their tastes, they were able to realize and see, of course, the grandeur, the wondrousness of God's creations. Abraham Avinu went above and beyond and planted all these orchards and all these fruit trees. There is yet a third idea of what this Aishel actually was. And this one says we've got to take the word Eishel and actually think about it in terms of what the letters of Eishel actually stand for. The Aleph was Achila. The Shin was Shtia. And the Lamed levia. What does it mean? Achila means food. Shtia means drink. And levia means accompanying or accompaniment. aroma did not only provide people with food and drink, if you go according to opinions one and two, but he went beyond, way beyond. When we talk about accompaniment, it wasn't just that he walked them to the door and welcomed them from afar, as we are told that we need to do with guests, that you don't just let them walk in while you're sitting at your lavish meal or just leave before you accompany them. Of course, he accompanied them both in and out of his home or his homestead or his hotel. But in fact, he set up a kind of a Shangri-La, an incredible, incredible place where people were able to um, enjoy the benefits of all sorts of different needs, necessities, and then even things that they perhaps didn't need. For instance, he set up places where they could have their court cases. He understood that people along the way Traveling together might get into some kind of argument that merchandise belongs to me. You haven't paid for it, etc. whatever it was. And he had judges and he had um, advocates. He had people who were stationed there who were able to help people to resolve their crises, to resolve their problems, their issues. He provided counseling. He provided them with bedding. He provided them with whatever they might need. And uh, over and above the food and the water, the accompaniments perhaps were all sorts of different luxuries, all sorts of different sweet foods and uh, hot foods and whatever people might have wanted. He did not suffice by saying, you know what, a little bread, a little water, just something to keep you going. That would be enough Avraham Avinu went way beyond. He went into the realm of something that is called chesed. And so whichever one of these opinions you want to follow about what it was that Avraham Avinu actually planted in the desert on that day in 'er Beersheba, it all points to the idea of chesed, of kindness. The man who taught us chesed went way above and beyond what was the call of the hour, what was necessary, what would have been termed to be doing the right thing, Avraham Avinu went beyond that. We term it chesed, and that is actually what we want to focus on today. This is Judaism 101.9 with Rabbi Michael Katz of alovo Yes, there is hope, and a beautiful song there by Benny Friedman. Moving on in our discussion, we're talking about chesed and the different acts of chesed and what is it that the Torah literature actually defines as being acts of chesed or as is known as gemilut chasadim, the loving kindness acts that we do. What are they? What is the kind of baseline requirement? Well, and when we think about gemilut chasadim, we're talking about the following eight Different categories. The idea of being able to grant people or granting people free loans of money or of any other object. Somebody needs to borrow something, you lend it to them without wanting anything in return. Number two, to provide hospitality. In other words, to welcome guests into your home, feed them, cater to their needs, and um, allow them to be in your space. Number three, to visit and comfort the sick. When people are Immobile, they're hospitalized, they're not well. To visit them and to comfort them, make them feel better. Number four, to provide clothing to those in need thereof. Sometimes people who don't have the wherewithal to purchase, to buy, or have any clothing to wear, to provide for them. To assist and gladden brides and grooms is number five. To Um, cater to the needs of a bride and groom for a beautiful wedding, for a simcha to be able to take place, and for them to feel like the proverbial king and queen, that they need to feel and that they need to be on their wedding day. Number six, to attend to the dead. Attending to the dead, of course, is um, an act that is known as chesed shall emet. It is the true chesed because attending to the dead, there is no ulterior motive. The person who is being attended to, the dead body, the person who is being looked after or buried or um, cleansed and prepared for burial, cannot repay you. And therefore it's called chesed shall emet, true Chesed, true kindness, when we take care of the dead. Going further than that is uh, the uh, part of Gemilat chasadim, is comforting mourners. To be able to comfort mourners, to provide comfort for people who have experienced a loss, a tragedy, um, loss of a dear beloved one, to comfort them and to give them the proverbial shoulder to cry on, or just the knowledge that there are people there who who are there for them. And finally, to reconcile those who are at variance, in other words, to bring peace amongst people. It is interesting that these different ideas are termed to be acts of gemilut chasadim, of the performance of chesed. The doing of chesed, the doing of this kindness, which if you think about it, all of them actually go beyond what one would regard as being the norm, of being normal, of being usual, of being natural. The idea of granting people or somebody a free loan. Why should I? Why should I give somebody something um, and risk the fact that it might not come back in exactly the same state that it did um, or that he might forget to return it or that um, if it's monetary, um, you know, I could be making a few bucks on it. If I'd invested it or I put it into a, an interest-bearing account, why should I lend it to somebody? where, in effect, there is something that it may be costing me. Well, it falls into the realm of gemil chasadim, reaching beyond ourselves, doing something that is godly, doing something that is not because it is going to benefit me in any way, but rather because it is something that... Um, inscribes and imbibes and actually touches on something that's latent within me that I have as an inheritance from Abraham, from Abraham which is the ability to go above and beyond the norm go above and beyond what would be regarded as a usual goodness a usual act of uh, morality a usual act of what it is to be a human being and to reach into the realm of chesed where I'm actually doing something almost in excess. I'm going above and beyond what is required. We call that, we term that chesed. Providing hospitality. You know, I've just got enough for me and my family to be able to eat and to um, uh, get by. Um, why should I, why do I need to bring people in and show them hospitality, whether they are people who have or don't have hospitality applies equally to show that hospitality, it brings out within us the idea once again of giving above and beyond. They don't necessarily need my food. They don't necessarily need my warmth, my comfort, my home, my environment, but there is something about what it does for them. And what it does for me, that's an act of godliness That reaches above and beyond the normal human function or the normal human behavior or the natural way of people, it reaches into the realm of what we call chesed, kindness, providing comfort um, and visitation for the sick. You know if a person is laid up in hospital, surely it's the job of the hospital attendants. It's uh, big news all around South Africa today about um, the hospitals and the medical environment that is not as good as it perhaps should be in our public health system. Well, surely the doctors, the nurses, um, the therapists and so on who are part of and who are part of the hospital, once a person is admitted, that's their problem. What is the idea of me having to actually go and visit? Yeah, I understand if it's my mom or my dad or it's my uh, dearly beloved or my children or my spouse. Of course, we go and visit because that's something for them and it's something for me. What about just popping in to visit even a relative stranger and subscribing to the idea that my visit will uplift them? I'll do something for their very emotions that will make them feel better. Um, I'm not a medical person, I'm not the doctor, and I'm not a therapist, I'm not going to be, pr- be able to provide them with what is natural, what is usual, what is regular, I'm going to provide them with something that goes beyond that a little bit of emotional upliftment, a little bit of psychological benefit, a little bit of an idea that they have that feeling that sense that they're important to somebody and they were important enough for somebody to come and to visit them and then of course to comfort them Um To just be there for them, for them to understand and to know that there is somebody who cares, called chesed. Providing clothing for those in need thereof. Well, we could say, you know what, um, as long as a person has one shirt and one pair of pants, you know, that's fine. Who cares? No. When somebody doesn't have a change of clothing, when somebody doesn't have the ability to feel and to look good, um, even on a Shabbat or a Tov or for any special occasion, um, we need to go above and beyond the norm and above and beyond what would be regarded as humanly livable. And we've got to get into the realm that we term chesed. What about assisting brides and grooms? You know, if you can't afford it, don't do it. Um, so send a message out to brides and grooms, to chasanim and Kalas that you know what? Um, let somebody put up a chuppah and get some kichel and herring dance around the table. Um, if you're lucky, say lachaim on some uh, A hot tea or something And let that be your wedding Not the Jewish attitude, not at all We understand that there is something That is significant in the Minds and the hearts Of every bride, of every groom That they want their day to be special They want their function, their event To be something that is extraordinary It gladdens their hearts It makes them feel so special And it sets up um, a Jewish family In a way of simcha, in a way of joy, the foundations of the family going forward will be joyous, will be happy. They'll look at each other with fondness, um, bride and groom, and they'll remember the day that they got married uh, forever and ever. And therefore we have to make it beautiful, we have to make it nice. We need to reach above and beyond in this realm as well. And we call that chesed. Attending to the dead. Cynically, we might say that once a person has passed away, what do they know anyway? What's the difference? Let them Just be buried. No, says Torah. We need to reach into the realm of going above and beyond. We need to care. We need to take care that they are pure, that they are purified, that they are looked after in the most um, righteous of fashions, that they are tended to and that every spiritual need is taken care of it not only creates a great sensitivity within ourselves, but it is also something that we term chesed shalemet. If you are able to show that kind of kindness to a dead body, to a dead person, possibly and probably who you may have never met and never come into contact with, this is what we call chesed. This is kindness. What about comforting mourners? You know, um, in the world out there, when a person passes away and leaves this world, there is very often uh, the idea in and amongst many, many people that, um, you know, it's an end, it's over, kind of get over it, to move on. Judaism understands that mourners go through some kind of a psychological trauma, no matter how old or how um, difficult or how um, undifficult the circumstances were of that loss, And Judaism understands that those people need comfort. They need to be comforted. And the comfort is something that, of course, only God can provide. But we have the ability within ourselves, just by being there, to influence and to bring about a sense of comfort for the mourners. And we call this chesed, visiting and comforting a mourner in whatever way is possible. And finally, to reconcile those who are at a variance. You know, a lot of people would say, you know, don't get involved. Leave them alone. If people are fighting, if people are arguing, if there is a tiff that is taking place, why should I make it my business? Very often you get involved or you may think, well, getting involved, I'm going to lose one of them as a friend maybe if they are two friends that are in this argument. Um, that's at best. There's a possibility that I'll lose them both. What did I interfere for? Why um, and how? But perhaps just by showing each one that you care, you care enough about them. That they are under stress, that they are under duress, that they have this issue, that they have this problem. And perhaps you can be of some help and some guidance and some assistance without creating further problems, without creating further trouble to make sure that people are brought back together, that they see eye to eye. Um, If it applies, of course, in the business world, how much more so does it apply in family relationships, where sometimes you come across a variance, a difference between husbands and wives, a variance and a difference between partners, a variance and a difference between parents and children, or sometimes even between grandparents and grandchildren, brothers and sisters. It's an obligation that Torah has to get involved, to try and help to make peace, and we call that Chesed. It's reaching above the norm. It is going above what we would regard to be usual. Or as sometimes people term it, punching above your weight. Yes, that's what it's all about. That is what Chesed is. And we have the mainstay of Chesed, the main foundation of it, coming from Avraham Avinu. We call ourselves Jews because we inherited the ability to do this from him. And therefore we need to live up to what our forefathers stood for. And we need to do Acts of Chesed. This is Judaism 101.9 with Rabbi Michael Katz of Elovo. So the virtue of Gemilus chasadim, of the ability to show and to do acts of what we call kindness, reaching above and beyond, is so intrinsically a part of Judaism and our Jewishness that the Gemara in Yevomus says... If a person exhibits impudence, cruelty, or misanthropy, and does not perform acts of loving kindness, one should strongly suspect that he is not of Jewish descent, because Israel, the holy nation, has three distinctive traits. What are they? Modesty, mercy, and loving kindness. An amazing statement. There's a question on our real ability to function, to call ourselves Jews, if we don't have this tray of loving kindness, of kindness, of reaching above and beyond, of doing something above your uh, body weight, above what you are really um, uh, capable of or what the world would think that you can do or should do from an actual functional human point of view. And we actually come to the difference here perhaps between what we call tzedakah, which is Um, (coughs) normally known as charity but is really acts of kindness and chesed. Which one is which? When we think about the word tzedakah, tzedakah probably best is defined as what the Torah tells us is the minimum that is required for us to to do and to give for instance 10% of our earnings and uh, if you can even up to 20% that we are supposed to give and give away in order to be able to help others and so on. When we talk about chesed, when we talk about kindness, it's not just the act of giving charity. It's not just the act of caring for others kind of to not the minimal but the regular usual level. It's about reaching above and beyond. It's about going beyond that. It's about not only Giving the charity, but making sure that it's done with love. It's not only about um, caring for the poor and the homeless, but it's about showing them a, a a kindness that goes beyond that. It's about giving them delicacies like we learned from Avraham Avinu. This is what we're talking about, and the Torah is specific in telling us. Here, quoting from the Gemara, from the Talmud in Yavamis, that tells us, that if a person doesn't have those character traits, we have the um, unique statement that says we need to perhaps question the background. Is this person truly Jewish? Because intrinsically we understand that if we are the children of Avraham Avinu, if we are in the realm of what we like to call and we know as Jews, we have within our DNA the ability and the wellspring and the um, foundation of what it means to show kindness beyond what is ordinarily required, beyond what is regarded as the norm, beyond what is regarded as either human nature or even Jewish nature. And moreover, we're told that if someone busies himself with Torah studies to the exclusion of gemilis chassadim, say, doesn't do these acts of kindness, the Gemara, the Talmud in Avodah Zorah tells us it is as though, listen to it, he has no God. It is as though he has no God because repudiation of Gamilus Hasadim is actually tantamount to a repudiation of our doctrine of God existence. Because Gamilus Hasadim is not only um, the repudiation rather or denying Gamilus Hasadim is not only a repudiation of Torah but it's also a repudiation of man's status in this world. So why did God create us? He put us into this world not only to do the norm, not only to do the regular, but Avinu, but Abraham taught us that we have to reach above and beyond. We can just cater to people's basic needs, but basic needs is not enough. We've got to do more than that. We had the most incredible project um, over the last weekend, the Shabbos project, um, where um, I was able to see firsthand what chesed actually means um, in the most beautiful fashion. In fact, I actually told my community over the last uh, weekend, over uh, last Shabbos, of course, yes, the weekend of the Shabbos project, and we utilized that um, moment in order to be able to do what we did. And it was the idea of sharing Shabbos with people who may not have had a Shabbos were it not for us sharing it with them. And um, beautiful project where we actually saw and we were able to see the incredible acts of Chesed that people are able to do if you just give them the opportunity. If you just kind of um, prick the, um, the, uh, the latent bubble of of chesed, of kindness, that is within each and every individual, each and every one of us, it was an absolutely incredible experience to be able to see how people opened up and were able to, in their own way, express their kindness, whether it was an expression of kindness um, by making sure that somebody had flowers on their table, whether it was an expression of kindness by... <coughs> Um, Going above and beyond, we know that ordinarily if a person just has a piece of bread or uh, some chicken on a Friday night at their Shabbos table, that would be enough. This was, no, if I'm going to enjoy some delicacies, um, they should enjoy delicacies as well. It was about making sure that they didn't just have the chicken and potatoes, but that they had the desserts, that they had um, the most wonderful things in order to celebrate Shabbos. It was an incredibly Moving And a very Very deep And profound And important Moment For uh, for us all To be able to See and observe The latent Goodness And kindness That exists within Each and every Individual And all you need to do Is provide The um, springboard Just to be to, to provide The opportunity To give the framework For people to Be able to come out Of themselves And show that Chesed Show that kindness it was an incredible, incredible opportunity. And where do we have it all from? And what is its real foundation? Well, as was expressed to me yesterday by a uh, student, a lady in our uh, morning, it is our DNA. There is something in the DNA that we actually, and maybe the DNA, maybe the A there stands for Avraham Avinu. It is something that undeniably we have from you Avinu from Abraham. It's passed down from generation to generation in a way whereby it sits there. It is latent. It is not overt. It is not out there. It's not always um, so public and advertised, but it's there in a latent fashion within each and every person. This incredible ability to give and incredible ability to give way above and beyond what could ever possibly be expected of any individual And of any particular community. So what is it about? And what is it about this chesed, this kindness that we need to focus on, we need to think about perhaps on this Shabbat and on all the weeks and days of our lives going forward? It's about the fact that if we want to call ourselves the children of Abraham, we want to call ourselves Jews. There is so much negative that goes on in the world. Yes, again, terrorist attack. Uh, last night in New York um, Which just Sets us reeling on uh, Just how cruel and harsh And absurd uh, People's behavior can be And what we can actually do about it Is to reach out to each other With chesed To balance and to show Not only balance but to totally outweigh And to show that there is absolute kindness In the world That there is goodness that goes way beyond what could be regarded as normal, that Abraham Avinu taught us that no matter what the world out there is busy with or doing or saying, we as his descendants have to set the example of setting up a national. We have to set the example of making sure that in all our dealings with all our fellow men and with the world out there and with each and every one of our friends, neighbors and countrymen that we make sure that we deal with everybody in a way that is expressed as chesed, that we do kindness, um, that we go above and beyond, that we reach beyond what would be regarded as normal, as usual, as natural, and as something that could be expected. We need to get into the realm of the unexpected. We need to get into the realm of reaching above and beyond what we would ordinarily do and what we would ordinarily agree or think about as being um, regular and proper and correct. We need to go into the realm of absolute goodness, of gemilut chasadim, of showing acts of absolute kindness, of loving kindness, of showing that we care beyond the usual because these are traits of God and of godliness – that we surely are supposed to inherit. And they were taught to us by Avraham Avinu, by our forefather Abraham, in the most beautiful and wonderful fashion. And so please, God, as we move forward in our lives, we'll take these to heart. We'll bring them out when they're necessary. We'll know that we have them within ourselves. And we'll know that really being Jewish means being kind, reaching above and beyond, and living a life that makes a true difference to the lives of all others. I want to wish you a great Shabbat up ahead. I want to wish you a great rest of the week. Look forward to being back with you again next week. Same time, same place on Judaism 101.9.